0: Welcome to King Salmon and the Stoics, a project of DenverColel.org. It's a fact of life that when a person throws energy at something, they achieve breakthrough with perseverance, with persistence, with energy, with life. We accomplish great things. And obviously the question is, how do we keep going at it? How do we ensure that we're always tapping into the source of energy we have deep within? How do we deal with the ebb and flow of life? And ultimately, how do we deal with the knowledge of our own mortality. Salmon tells us in Ecclesiastes chapter nine verse five, that those who are alive know that they will die. And there's two things that are important to note here. First, the sages tell us that when Scripture talks of those who are alive, it refers to the righteous, and the righteous are alive even in their death, because those who live in accordance with the principles of life, those who who draw forth the inner life that is deep within, the life that lives on for eternity that needs to simply be drawn forth, those who live in accordance and in touch with the source of life, they know that life is eternal. And even when they face death, even when they contemplate death, they know and understand that life is eternal, life transcends death. That's something that they know. They don't just know it intellectually, but they know it intimately. They have an intimate connection with true life, with the source of life, God himself. And therefore, they know that life is eternal. And they know even when they face death, even when they contemplate their own mortality, they know that they transcend that and that they live on forever. That's something that those who are righteous, those who live in accordance and in touch with the source of life, that's something that they know intimately. However, those who are dead, and the sages comment, those who are dead even when they're living, those who are disconnected from the source of life they don't know anything what does it mean for a person to be disconnected from the source of life and indeed what is life life is eternal life is rooted in the source of life which which is god himself when we see someone who's alive what we're seeing is that they're bringing forth the energy the life that's deep within and they're expressing it constantly anew that life is deep within And every moment of life is an opportunity to bring it forth, to apply it, to express it, to actualize it. When you see someone who's energetic, who's alive, who's accomplishing, who's expressing their deeper self, you see someone who's truly, truly alive. However, there are two types of people who even in this life, even while their heart beats inside of them, they are dead. One of those categories of people is someone who is so consumed with their own self-expression that they lose their connection to the source of life. And ultimately, either they taste the bitter pill of failure or they get so bored by their own success that they fall back into depression and boredom. They fall back into what the sages call the wicked, who even when they're alive, they're dead. They lost the connection to something greater than self. And a person, when they exist only within themselves, can only decay and die. There is no path forward. However, if someone is connected to the source of life, is connected to something beyond self, they can connect and can live eternally. And they can bring that life force to bear on every aspect of life, including death but those who are dead even when they're alive those who are disconnected from the life force because they've expressed self too much they've attached themselves to their possessions to their accomplishments things that are inanimate things that don't have life they identify too much with the things that they've built so now they become one with inanimate objects become one with with death itself even while they are alive, they don't know anything. They don't know anything intimately. The word know, the Hebrew word yodim, yidi'ah, dat, refers to intimate knowledge, to knowledge that's connected to the life force, not just intellectual knowledge. And these people who are dead while they're alive, they know nothing. They may know many facts, they may engage in many experiences, but nothing touches their heart. They're not truly alive for much of life. How sad. Solomon goes on to tell us they have no reward. Their remembrance is already forgotten. They've faded out of existence. They've lost connection to true accomplishment because they're not bringing forth deep, deep potential within. They're not bringing forth deep life within. They've become consumed by what they already accomplished yesterday. They're not accomplishing. They're not creating anything anew. That's one type of person who is dead while they are alive. And then there's another who doesn't accomplish anything because they've never tried. They've never brought out, they've never gone to the great pains of bringing forth the greatness that lies within. Through laziness inertia, they just sit and vegetate. And what happens is, again, the person can only, they can die when they're not connected to anything beyond self. Solomon tells us in verse 6, that which they love, that which they hate, that which they are envious of, It is all gone all of their faculties all of their emotions that are part and parcel of the human personality part and parcel of what it means to be alive all of those things are forgotten from the person who's lost connection with the source of life and he's lost connection with the idea of bringing forth and expressing that source of life through his actions. Because you see, man is body and soul. Man has an eternal connection to the source of life that transcends the body. And the marriage of body and soul is an opportunity to actualize, to express that life force. That's what life is really all about. An opportunity to actualize potential. However, the person who doesn't bother to bring that forth or the person who brought that forth once and then got consumed by the accomplishment and fails to continue to create, that person, all of their emotions, all of their life faculties are gone. They are forgotten even while they are alive. They no longer have a portion to Solomon in in all that happens beneath the sun. They may run around in circles all day. They may be heavily engaged in this world, but their heart is not in it. They're not living their life. They have no part in true accomplishment in anything that's happening under the sun. However, the person who's connected to the source of life, the person who's always bringing forth a deep potential and greatness within and constantly creating anew and understanding the balance that when you create anew and now you've actualized and expressed something, you've built something, it may no longer be part of you This person doesn't attach themselves too much to the accomplishment, to that which they've built. They go back again, build again, and a constant process of building and creating, and so on and so forth. And that person is truly alive. That person, says Solomon in verse 7, go ahead, says Solomon, and go eat your bread. Enjoy. Bread represents the staple of life, represents the continuity of life. And Solomon says go eat it enjoy." The concept of joy, of Simcha, relates to expansion. It relates to expansiveness. It relates to a feeling that a person has that they transcend self. They're connected to eternity. They're connected to all of existence because they're connected to the source of existence, God himself. So eat your bread, your sustenance, your continuity of life, eat it with joy. Know that it expands, it's beyond. It's not bound by the limitations Of this life, it's not bound by the failure you may have tasted yesterday, it transcends, it connects to eternity, it connects to infinity. And go ahead and drink your wine with a good heart, says Solomon. Wine is something that hides inside the grape. The Kabbalists tell us that wine relates to the mystical elements, to the secrets of the world. The person who's connected to the source of life, who's always actualizing and bringing forth their hidden potential, and bringing it to the, to the fore, and then going back and digging again deep, they see beyond the surface. They see beyond the superficial meaning of reality. They see the eternity. They see the interconnectedness. They see the joy in all of reality and all of life. And so Solomon says, go ahead and eat your bread and joy and drink your wine, with a good heart because God has already desired your actions because this person's actions which are actualizing and expressing the will of God because they're actualizing and expressing the greatness within in accordance with the will of God in accordance with the dictates of God that person his actions have been desired by God his actions are eternal his his actions tap into the source of eternal life and therefore are eternal Eternal God already desired your actions. The Targum, the Aramaic translation explains that this verse, verse 7, refers to a person who gives of all that he got. Meaning, any possession, any gift that he has, he uses it as a means to pay it forward, to give to others. And therefore, when he does that, he shows and recognizes and internalizes the fact that this gift that I have has a source. As a source that's very, very deep, transcendent, way beyond my little existence. And therefore, that is eternal. That action is eternal. Solomon goes on to say, in verse 8, At every moment, let your garments be pure, let your garments be white. Again, we're describing the marriage of body and soul. We're describing the marriage of potential and actualization. And Solomon is telling us, your deepest essence cannot be defined, but through action, it takes on a concrete form. Make sure that the concretized form of your personality as expressed by your actions is always pure and clean. Make sure every day to clean up your act. And Solomon says, and make sure you never lack perfumed oil from your head. And this is a metaphor for a good name. A person should always make sure that their name is good person should always make sure that their persona is one that shines that has a wonderful smell and aroma that calls out to others look this is a worked-on person this is a personality that's been shined and perfected because we have greatness beauty incredible beauty within. But we need to bring it out and actualize it and give it a, a beautiful white garment. And we also need to make sure that in the process we attain and attract a good name for this persona. Solomon goes on to tell us in verse 9, see life with the woman that you love all of your or the days that you inhabit this world of futility because this is your portion, says Solomon. In life and in the toil that you toil beneath the sun. And this refers obviously literally to the marriage between husband and wife, to the union between one person and another, but in a deeper sense it refers to the marriage between potential and actualization. Again, Solomon says, You have a place in the world and find it. Yes, every day is another opportunity to accomplish, but find your place. Find your focus where you can really bring forth the incredible inherent greatness, the latent potential, the life force within. Find a place to actualize your great potential. It's what you love. It's what you're good at. It may be challenging, it takes your energy, but it's what you're good at, it's what you can love. It's your place in this world. It's your self-expression and self-actualization. Find it, love it, embrace it. It's your portion for eternity, says Solomon. For all that you find in your heart, and in your hand rather, says Solomon in verse 10, do, because there is no action, contemplation, thought and wisdom in the grave that you are going to there. Man faces his mortality, says Solomon, with the knowledge that right now in this life is the time to bring forth potential and to actualize it because the opportunity is limited. And instead of becoming depressed, instead of seeing the ebb and flow of life and the small micro-deaths that a person experiences throughout their life, instead of seeing that as a source of depression, instead of sinking back into the couch in the face of failure and disappointment, says so Salman, look at the limited opportunity and realize that each spark of life has a place that it needs to be actualized. Each spark of potential has its fertile ground of actualization. And go ahead and make that happen at every moment that you can. Because this life and those opportunities are limited. And each opportunity is a limited opportunity. Take those opportunities, whether on the big scale, on the macro or the micro, in life in general, or each day, each opportunity, each moment. Take it, embrace it, love it, and cherish it. It's your portion God has given you in this life to marry body and soul, to marry potential and actualization, and to achieve eternity, to achieve a connection with the transcendent, to achieve a connection with the source of all life, with God himself.